0: What have we here welcome everybody to the eat sleep elite aw revolution pre-show prediction show whatever you want to call it as always i'm charlie and i am joined by the duke of derps the digital phantom la derpy la duke the goat how's it hanging there buddy <coughs> so yeah guys um pretty much on the today's agenda we're just gonna uh be previewing revolution there's a uh, We got a Tony Khan media call. We got Darby Allen's Players Tribune, and I mean, we're just going to get our overall vibes for the show. And if you guys early
1: prediction, Wardlow's losing the eight man scramble, but then he's winning the next week. He's next 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 night. He's winning the face of the revolution. (laughs) Next night,
0: not Wardlow. Fuck! It didn't play. That's okay. It's It's shocked. It's shocked. You you got You got a half a second of it. Um, but. Yeah, um, if this is your first time uh, checking us out, guys, Um. whatever platform you are on, hit like, subscribe, we appreciate it, and uh, come back for a revolution, because our pay-per-view post shows gotta be the fucking, it's the most fun thing we do, because the vibes are incredibly high, or they're incredibly low, no, who are we getting they're always high. And, uh, yeah, no, it, no, it's
1: it, definitely a dick riding fest when we talk <laughs> about the pay-per-views because we're just getting done watching them. So we're like still all up in the moment and it's great because you get, you get our rough. It's
0: a, it's a good <laughs> suck fest for us. So, um, hey buddy, that <laughs> being said, Duke, um, how, how are you feeling? And, uh, let's, let's, let's start off with this. How are your overall vibes going into the show? Uh vibes are high. Uh
1: I think this is going to be a fun pay-per-view. I think Revolution the last two years has kicked ass and I think this is going to be no exception to that. I think this is going to be even bigger and somehow they're going to top last year's with MJF fucking and and, and Brian Danielson having match of the year, you know, pay-per-view one. Like I mean I I I don't know which one of those matches will be. It could be Takeashi versus Will Ospreay to be honest with you. Yeah, that could be the match of the year that we get for <sighs> AEW off-rip, you know what I mean? um don't don't uh you know get it twisted though joe uh and and swerve and hangman are gonna have a banger as well vibes are high i'm really excited to see what you think about some of these matches because you know this is something we tend not to talk about that much i mean we'll we'll throw out ideas about where we think stories are going but we don't really predict the matches in advance on the podcast because we save it for these shows so they feel a little special you know
0: yeah absolutely and it's just um I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I'm i pretty excited. i uh, ready for stroke. this
1: pay-per-view wait cycle to be over from, from the end
0: of last year, which was shorter than we thought it was going to be, but it's still too long. Yeah, I mean, no pay-per-views in January, none in February, and now now it's the first weekend of March, and we get one. So, yeah, I, I think now this is the only time this year it's going to happen, right? Because let's, let's piggyback off that right now, and let's jump into Tony Khan's media call. So, more or less here, um, Tony Khan addressed it. He he announced his his four-man creative team, which is something that's been speculated about. We, we've seen new additions lately, and we've been wondering who's on his creative team. So, it's Jennifer Pepperman, who just joined, and as, as we've noted before, she's really close with Mercedes. So, I mean, she's showing up March 13th next week's our last dynamite before mercedes that is fucking insane oh
1: yeah we could literally get rev i was thinking about this a few weeks ago when i was thinking about the dates because i looked at the calendar because i was looking at it for other reasons but i was looking at that date and i was like so she's gonna be coming in there's there gave a buffer week so that it's not like still in the fallout of revolution that you have her showing up right where she can get buried by some story you probably are gonna have coming out of that so it gives her the opportunity for it to be this big thing. And you have the opportunity in that week to add other stuff to big business, like maybe a Will Ospreay match, maybe a, uh, Brian Danielson match, something, you know what I mean? Like you could do all kinds of things with that opportunity, which I think, I mean, AW has shown in the past when they get opportunities like this to go from straight from a big pay-per-view that feels important into another big moment like this, that it can feel very big and very massive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Think back to the first dance. And, and, and we got a little more on that April, that March 6th show, too, uh, from Tony Khan in this show, interview. Or his open call, I guess it would be. The other members are Mike Mansory, who he's been in AEW for a while. We covered when he joined. And uh, Brian Danielson and Will Washington. Again, I, I think this team makes sense. If you've been following the AEW news, you, you know that you know Washington, Danielson, and Mansory have kind of been his main three. And now we're adding Peppermint, and now it's just official because Tony has named it. So, five person creative team including Tony. I think that's a good sign. I mean, look, he's got all hey, so you think, many you hours. Think Brian's getting of
1: it. extra money for that. I hope so.
0: Oh, definitely. I, I'm sure Danielson's contract's pretty fucking lucrative. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's the biggest contract in the company. I, I don't know that for sure, but Nah, I mean, look, Will, actually,
1: Will's has to clear his. Remember, right? remember
0: that thing he told his father: "Is <laughs> if I die." give danielson the keys essentially oh, is what he said oh, i know
1: so i'm saying like, i'm saying he probably yeah. made him a very wealthy man i'm sure because he knows Agreed. how good brian danielson is but i'm sure brian danielson the reason why he's going to retire has more to do with the fact that he doesn't need to work ever again yeah, than, no no and, and, and i mean he probably doesn't want to wrestle forever anymore he probably I'm guessing his, his kids, retirement
0: but, is also going to still include uh, i would, would imagine he's still going to, to
1: yeah I still think he's going to make the the journey out to book AEW. I think the reason why he's getting him in this role now is so that when he does retire, that he still has Brian around. Because I don't think I think Brian will like this side of things, and maybe he won't. Maybe he'll do it for however long he does it, you know, and do it well. But he won't do won't, won't want to do it when he's done. But because maybe that'll make him want to wrestle again. I mean, yeah, look, yeah, if we could get a Minoru Suzuki now, maybe not wrestling the schedule. Minoru Suzuki has been in the last couple of years because of how obviously close to he retirement he is. You know what I mean, right? But. Maybe like how many matches a year we get in AEW from Suzuki, like two or three. Maybe we could do that with Danielson, like once he's like done, done. Like if he's still going to be involved, maybe that's why it won't happen. But um, I don't know. I'm really I, I excited to like actually you're name see this Danielson team, show
0: up on big AEW shows and big New Japan shows. I, until hope, fucking, so. Until I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I really do, because we didn't really get think the opportunity we're to see see what him he disappear could do with off that. the face of the earth for six years. You Every know what time I mean? he
1: says, oh, "I'm about to retire," he has like five insane matches in a row, and it's like, well, should I? You know, it's like I didn't, maybe not. You know, like
0: so they. um, One of the things in the media, how about Will was, though, going
1: from being like brought in for help with what Ring of Honor and some other stuff as well, but like mostly like or was it he, he went from. Brought in-
0: yeah, he went from keeping stories in line. That was kind of his main... So now he's a main, main creative
1: person at the company. That's incredible leap in like a short amount of time for, for a guy. Good on him. And we knew Which, he probably would do that yeah, because and, and, of and how Will good Washington he is. You know?
0: Yeah, having, having his brain... And he's literally a wrestling encyclopedia. So it does never hurt to have... I know. It's like <laughs> you have the back. first
1: volume of the encyclopedia that's Tony Khan <laughs> and the second volume that's Will Washington. Like... And Brian Danielson's probably like also the third volume now that I think about it. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, how much more wrestling knowledge could you ever
0: possibly have in a, in a creative room? <laughs> like, so one of the big takeaways from the call is they're talking about pay per view events. And Tony Khan said, I can see this year being nine to ten pay per view events. I think nine is probably the sweet spot. He said he's also noting that three ROH pay per views annually as well. Which I, that's made sense. The April, August, and December essentially has kind of been, you know, give or take the Ring of Honor, and that that's worked well. Every Ring of Honor pay per view matters, and I, I think that's a good sign that they're sticking with that. Um, so in 2022, they added the fifth pay per view, which was Forbidden Door. Last year, they brought it up to eight with the additions of Wrestle Dream, All In, and World's End. Now, earlier this week, which we I believe we covered on our show on our Eat Sleep Elite from this week. The trademark AEW Dynasty has been filed as a possible pay-per-view name. We've since learned from Fightful, and it feels like everyone's also confirmed this, it sounds like AEW Dynasty will be the pay-per-view in April. So, that would conclude our nine pay-per-view events. And, um, yeah, he also went on to talk about huge increases for the media rights deals in 2025. Um, 2025 they will have gone from startup company to established challenger which was always his five-year plan and again bringing in talents like mercedes okada and osprey in your fifth year is fucking insane
1: no i would say the fact that you're pulling the top free agents away from wwe you've definitely you've made your mark aw is the number two company it's not even a question nobody's these, even these close. are not like
0: like grizzled veterans either these are this is okada and prime. Is prime.
1: Yeah. Prime Okada, Prime Mercedes. I mean, Prime Mercedes with a chip on her shoulder. Even you know what I mean. Okada with a chip on his shoulder because New Japan lost faith in him. You know what I mean. Like, I mean, Will Osprey, the greatest professional wrestler probably ever to wrestle. Let's be honest. But like, we'll we'll save that till Brian He's, he's on dead. a level
0: right now that it it's never been done in history to say the least.
1: Yeah, like, like Brian the Danielson, the greatest pudding. technical route. Like it's gonna be them one A, one B, one day, and Kenny Omega in a distant third. And I love Kenny, but it's just the way that it is. I'm sorry, kid. You know, but like, it's
0: it, it's like yeah.
1: Um, and then everybody else in like an even further distant from Kenny fourth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like.
0: So meat madness was uh, due to some speculation as we we've also wanted ourselves. It was put on ice, and everyone's like, wait, the three meat madness guys are announced for the All Star. Miro and Keith Lee are both sidelined. He said they oh, will so they do they the match in the future. This week. Oh, that's lame.
1: Yeah. That would have been a crazy match if they got all five of those guys together. You know what I mean?
0: He said they'll do the match in the future. Again, well, I, yeah. you never know with Miro. I, if I don't Miro's know how, still in the company, but yeah. I don't know how <laughs> long Miro's in this hey, company. You know what?
1: If Miro's not in the company, Lance Archer. There you go.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, Khan referred to former NWA Women's Champion Camille as a, quote, great free agent. People are waiting to see where she ends up, whether it's AEW, TNA, or WWE. It was locked for WWE for a while, but that, that door changed about a few weeks ago. He praised the anniversary. that to be
1: fumbling these negotiations so bad, dude? I don't understand.
0: Hey, they got. Look. Hey, they got Sean Spears and Tamatonga. Let them cook, man. <laughs> um, I mean,
1: allegedly, they got Julia as well, so, you know. I mean.
0: If she even allegedly. goes now, now she's going to the new company.
1: Yeah. Which that is bro.
0: confirmed. How long oh. is she going to be there?
1: Oh, well, then maybe they're effed. Maybe they fucked everything up.
0: Oh, but you know, hey, hey, maybe, WWE,
1: maybe, the, maybe the feds fumbled the bag.
0: For for WWE, they they love their bloodline, and we're hearing multiple every day. Even Dwayne the Rock Johnson considers Tomatonga family. So, you know, they've just added so another piece. So wait, so puzzle. Cody, so they're gonna run that match before the Cody match. Okay. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, and Sean Spears just returned to NXT. Where look, I think that's best of both worlds. Look, Sean, he just wasn't really used in his last year, and. He kind of ran everything up in AEW, like that. To me, was a mutual departure. He
1: did. A, he had a great match every time they put him into, and yeah. it's just, they could not break through. There was just too much talent. He got talent diffed, bro. It happened. And, and I'm mean, sure like...
0: for him, he probably would prefer wrestling in NXT over Ring of Honor. Like, maybe he that's... gets
1: to work with Sean uh, Michaels yeah. as a guy named Sean. Come on, now. Uh, wait, did he show up as Sean Spears or was he Ty Dillinger again?
0: I. He's the character Shawn Spears, which again is another note of AEW. Characters showing up in WWE, they are their characters. This okay. is this is a few times now. Cody Rhodes, Jade Cargill, Sean Spears—they've all shown up as their well, AEW. All of them characters.
1: are way more undeniable than they ever were. Under it, it, it makes too little sense to go back to the gimmick that didn't get them over in the first place with the with the back. You know what I mean? And try and build yep. up—it would still transfer over, but there would be some people that would be like, "Oh, but I like Sean Spears." You know what I mean? I saw I he had the chair, so they must be doing the chairman thing. Yep, but so. Um, Man, I would imagine if they do a feud with a Cody. That could be incredible. Because they never did yeah. that in AEW, did they, or did they?
0: He was always kind of his buddy.
1: Yeah, I mean so No, no, maybe... no, his
0: first his first feud was Cody. He came you in, know the what? You're him right. in the chair. That's what it you're was. You're right, you're right,
1: you're right, you're right.
0: But obviously that didn't go the way they <laughs> you know I mean? So March sixth in Atlanta this week, uh, I believe yesterday actually, so after we recorded our show, it, it is now confirmed everyone's confirmed Okada is going to AEW. They've been working the plans for a while, and I believe yesterday they confirmed the contract has been signed. It sounds like Okada might be showing up March 6th in Atlanta. That would be incredible. If we're going back-to-back weeks of debuting these people, um, now again, I've said this before on the show, if this is your first time watching, I think Okada's kind of a booking nightmare. Like, how how do you book the guy who's untouchable? Look, that's gonna—that's something they're gonna have to figure out. And I don't think we can just throw Okada into certain storylines that we're doing with other people. It's just not gonna work with him. Like I don't think a Cope open works with Okada. It works with Adam Copeland because of who he is. I you know I, I, I don't know I, what I, I, don't know I what think. We do. I think there's only one thing that you do, Charlie. You have him go for the world
1: title. No, no, no. It's not that. It's you. You give people the match that they've been wanting. You give us Okada versus Takeshita.
0: I I think that, yes, that is a very, very Takeshita big match. Takeshita can lose match.
1: that, 100%, yep. and no one's going to bat an eye, especially if he beats, I don't think he's going to beat Will Ospreay, but if you had him beat Will Ospreay and then lose to Okada, that'd be pretty good, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I don't think will happen. I think he's losing to both, but if he faces both of them. But, um. I think either that or yeah. I mean, you put him in the world title scene, but I mean, mean yeah. Because how do you know?
0: debut Okada and not have him go for the world title? Right. That's that's yeah. really hard to do. Because again, this is in terms of because all wrestling lore is lore in AEW, right? This guy,
1: this like, is go, the goat of Japan. Like he's like the goat of recent Japan. Like he's you can he,
0: The only time he was never not a world champion was recently when he held the trios title. Other than that, the only title he's held is the world championship title. Like that's who this guy is. This is the guy. This is the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Some say he's already on the Mount Rushmore of that company. That's that you know. I don't I have it's probably
1: debatable. I'd have to look yeah, at like I- who I'm they not, consider like, to too be their. I'm sure my
0: New Japan uh, like lore beyond like you I'm know, sure nobody would be on
1: it. I'm sure like you know like uh, maybe some of the Americans that came over there and wrestled some yeah, insane so matches maybe, he- but I don't know. <laughs>
0: That is going to be something I'm very interesting to follow. Will Ospreay's on that Mount Rushmore. Fuck what the haters say. And last little thing here before we jump into the uh, Revolution predictions. Um, Darby Allen did a Players' Tribune for Sting. As we've said before, I really want to highlight when when uh, wrestlers do these Players' Tribune, he pretty much some of the main... I, I would highly recommend reading this. It's not just a, a Sting suck-off, a, a glaze contest, if you will. But no, he goes on to say how much Sting changed his life. Um, Darby Allen. Has has said now multiple times, the things we see on Sunday have never been done before. From him, I, I don't know if that entitles all of wrestling. Essentially, these guys want to have the greatest tag match of all time, and that's not going to be easy. They, they're going to have to work a lot, and you know what? They're doing it with the Young Bucks. As we, As you guys know, Young Bucks are so good at making everyone else look great it's, it's what made them so special in Japan and on the independence is you can always tune into them and, and really enjoy what you're going to see. And Sting and Darby Allen. I, I, I'm very excited for this match. It's, it's going to be emotional. I think
1: it's going to be difficult to watch at points too, knowing that it's the last time we're going to see Sting and he's going to be at his best. You know what I mean? Like,
0: cause, cause I can tell you this. I mean, I, I wasn't watching WCW back in the day. I, I, I you know, I, to me, Sting has been the guy we've seen in AEW and what I've learned since of going through history and how much he's meant. I mean, just this week with the rafters thing, I mean, we saw people- oh, that was incredible. There, there, was, bro, there that was, that was people getting emotional. back to
1: like 2009 TNA, maybe not even 2009, probably earlier than that. Like whenever Sting was there in TNA, bro, and he'd just be chilling up in the rafters, and you'd just yeah. see them cut to a random part of the building and you'd see Sting up there. It's like, bro, this guy's so cool. Like, it's crazy to me that- one that he got to go on the journey in AEW that he did after the way things ended in WWE and he was able to sort of redeem the end of his career more so than you could have ever possibly imagined and now he gets to go out in the biggest bang possible against the greatest tag team probably to ever do it in in indie wrestling certainly and Japanese wrestling maybe and that and definitely uh, possibly all time you know like so I mean, they
0: changed the business forever
1: so they did and that's something you have to consider but FDR better <laughs> and,
0: I, and I I want to read this uh one little quote here from this, because this is something that you and I talk about all the time, and, and, and it's something we care about with these legends that they bring into AEW. He said, I'm so glad Tony Khan paired us together, and that he's giving Sting this incredible send-off. So many guys, and their careers on the worst possible note, either the business embarrasses them, or they embarrass it, or both, it's depressing. Like I said, wrestling can be a shitty cycle, and if there's one last chapter of Sting's legacy that gets written, I hope it's this. Cycles can be broken. The wrestling business, it actually can treat older wrestlers with respect and not spit on them on their way out. And older wrestlers, they actually can give instead of take. They can go out with grace and not like a bitch.
1: <laughs> what a fucking legend, man. I mean,
0: dude, that, that says it all. Like, Darby knows, Sting knows, everyone. There's a reason these legends come in AEW. And, and it, it's so different from what I used to watch. That I, it blows my mind sometimes of how like Sting feels like a legend and and we're excited for this match and the guy's in his fucking sixties.
1: Speaking of that same era of TNA that I just mentioned, do you know who was a big part of that? Old ass, still wrestling Ric Flair. And do you know how much I hated watching Ric Flair after watching that retirement match at WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels? Bro, didn't have. Oh my anymore. god! Do you remember the Ric Flair's last match? How bad that was? Like,
0: yep, yeah. uh, the one with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now that's a lot yeah.
1: of years removed from that, but it was still. I mean, it was bad then, you know what I mean? So, like, it was... Yeah. I, And it it sucked. The Jay Lethal match, I'll give. Because the Jay Lethal match was fine. And it helped to get Jay Lethal over, I think. But... I... I just don't... I, I don't want it... I, I don't want it to be like that. And it hasn't been so far. So, my only hope for this is that they can just... They managed to pull the fucking smoke and mirrors trick one more time. And... We then have some something we I don't think really have ever had before. I can't think of a wrestler that went out like this ever. It's always injury related. It, it would have or, originally
0: been Ric Flair.
1: Yeah, if Rick had but stuck he, but to he came it, back. But he, Shawn Michaels but he came, came back. back. Yeah. Shawn Michaels did do it for a lot of years. We got to give him credit there. Stone yeah, yeah, Cold he did, did it. He did. Stone Cold did it. And then Stone Cold came back and it still worked out for Stone Cold. do you know what I mean? Like
0: the Kevin Owens thing was awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah agreed. Ke- Stone Cold's the only one that can pull it off apparently, but you know, like, and sting now too. Okay. Give me those guys on a random indie show. Book it cowards. No, nah, they Book can't it. afford it, but, um, <gasps> they definitely can't afford that. Especially yeah, retired let's... sting sting. Unretire for me after you retired from AEW.
0: Thanks. Um, <laughs> But um let's jump into Revolution now. And Revolution last year it was praised by a lot of people as the best uh pay-per-view of the year and it was the first pay-per-view of the year for AEW. I believe it even won the wrestling observer pay-per-view of the year. And a question to you I want to pose. Is that because they have all this time to build for it? So do do you think that is a factor? Like, I think the volume of mid-matches. Uh, yeah, I
1: think it can be a factor. And I think it also factors into the fact that there's just a ton of matches on Revolution every year. So it's usually we one of the bigger nine. shows because because of the amount of build we have. So, you know, because you got weeks and weeks of television to fill and you only got so many stories and you don't want to run them into the ground. Tony Khan's gotten really good at knowing how to not do that at this point he gives you the story of the amount that you should get it then he'll give it a week off and you won't even realize it because he fills it in with something else that you don't know that you want but you eventually you need you know like you need it boy yeah um so yeah it can be a factor i guess you know
0: yeah yeah so let we're going to uh, we we always go odds to evens here and the first match duke's going to take the lead on here um so the opening contest I, i'm just going to guess what's the opening match right yeah, we're gonna right. go FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley and Claudio. A, how do you feel about the build? And B, who do you got winning? Um, I mean, the build
1: was kind of short overall compared to some of the other matches on this show. But um, you know, it's like Revolution; they do that every year, and uh, a couple of the other shows, they'll just add on a few at the end just because they want to fill out the card or whatever, um, or they want to get certain people certain matches. And uh, this is just going to be a great match on paper. Um, so I think, I think, I don't think this needed to have like a super great build. I do wish we hadn't had to like can the CMLL stuff. Cause I would imagine that's what this match would be and not FDR. Um, but maybe it would be still, but there would have been a different reasoning. I don't know. But either way, um, I guess I'm feeling okay going into it. Yeah. Um, I got FTR winning here. Okay. I don't think the black hole combat club lose that often and they could probably afford it.
0: Yeah, um, I- I'm with you. I got FTR winning. This is a, this is a classic AEW build. of They built it within the matches that they've had previously.
1: And, uh, you know, gets us closer to FTR versus Bucks 3 or 4 or whatever it would be.
0: Yes. Um, and, and, yeah, I- I'm with you. FTR, 100%. Yeah. Um, up next, let's jump into the All-Star Scramble match. The winner will receive a future AEW World Championship match. We are going to spoil a result from Collision. I'll just leave it open. If you don't know what the match is, this won't impact you at all. So, this All-Star Scramble match, the winner will receive an AEW World Championship match. Uh, To me, that 100% impacts who's winning. We have Chris Jericho, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Lance Archer, Hook, Brian Cage, Magnus, and Dante Martin. I have Wardlow winning. This fast track... This fast tracks Wardlow to the to the world championship match against whoever it is next week
1: yeah I, I think Literally. big business
0: I, I think this is, goes on a big business. This is our AW World championship match at big business.
1: I hope so I, I have Wardlow as well because I honestly, I can't even remember half the people that are in the match. I don't think the rest of them are winning, so like
0: no, and Wardlow deserves to win this.
1: Wardlow... You just listed all of them off, and the only one I remember is Magnus because I've never heard of them before. Oh, like Jericho is in there as well. How the hell did Jericho end up in there? the hell?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, beating uh, Junior there, probably. <laughs> I don't know, I guess he'll always get in because he's got a uh, former world champ, right? If it's not Wardlow, holy shit, give me powerhouse Hobbs, You're right? Yeah,
1: hey, I'm down
0: because dude, I would love to see him get a legit chance at the world t- championship, that whether it's be Samoa Joe, hangman, or or swerve. I think all Wait, of those, dude, are a good the match.
1: swerve match that, that there could there could be something there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: um. Again, when it comes to build for this match, there really, really isn't one. I mean, yeah, that's that's just. Kind yeah, of there's not much to topic. say. Other than they threw this together because Meat Madness fell apart. So. Yeah. Um, singles match for the AEW TNT Championship match: Christian Cage, Daniel Garcia. What
1: do you Put got? Put it on Danny. Do it, cowards.
0: Yeah. I'm with yep. you. I'm with you. Put it on Danny. And he, uh, we thought this was going to be Cage versus Copeland. You can't really
1: talk about the build because the build was for Copeland and then it switched to Dan, Daniel Garcia when they weren't. I'm, I, you know what, my theory is now is that they booked the match between them two when they weren't sure whether he was going to be able to make it to the show and he was still mm-hmm. wrestling. You know what I mean? And then they told him, okay, you, you got to stop because you're hurt. You know what I mean? Like, um, but that could be just me just assuming that they might have just wanted to in maybe it was meant to be a triple threat originally you know what i mean um and that's how danny would win it because the two of them were going to be too caught up with each other right yeah weird to throw that in in the same show that you have a triple threat on also as well but i you know i could see that being the case you know what i mean aw has done weirder stuff in the past so but even if that wasn't the case, even if it was just supposed to be a straight-up match with Copeland, that's what the build was for. So if it was for that match, I would say it was a good build. But since we didn't really get to build this match, it's like kind of a wash, you know? Like,
0: And and Christian Cage, you know, Killswitch, they've had this title since fucking June, man. I, I think it's time to—it's uh, time for, to, for it to go on some new hands. And I can't think of a better one than Daniel Garcia. Let's start his 2024 off with some gold. this I didn't expect him to win gold this early, but I'm with you i i i'm on i'm in it makes no. Sense. i think this is, is
1: exactly why he was given that last win in the continental classic that might not even have been planned from the beginning because it's one of those things that you could edit last second because it doesn't matter at that point you know like for the actual tournament standings really overall unless you're planning something specific you know which they were but it didn't i don't, I don't think it impacted that um even if it did doesn't really matter. That
0: being said, I'm not mad if Christian wins like, like, he's he's well, no, incredible yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: It feels like this is the kind of moment where Adam Copeland got hurt. was probably going to win this title here. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think they were going to keep it on Christian another month, like another cycle of this feud longer. I think this would have been it. You know what I mean? For those two. Um, and he would have won the title. So if, if it's Daniel Garcia stepping up because he had that great showing in the tournament, I'm 100% with that. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Will Ospreay, to Takeshita. You know, the build's kind of been, been Don Callis' family doesn't think there's anyone outside of them that is worthy. You know, family fights family. Don said this It really this week, hasn't been a build because Will yeah, just no, showed up and, this week, like... And and Don said this week the winner doesn't really matter. There's gonna be people that take... They don't like that. No, that's not, um, that's not how that works. No, it definitely matters. There, it matters there's gonna be lot. people that do not like that. And, um... Again, I, I think Don just I understand like, like what he's I I love to Kenosuke, say. but Will's not losing his first, like
1: first, first pay-per-view match really in AEW. Yes, he's had the other matches on other shows, but this is his
0: for this is basically his AEW debut, you know what I mean, as a wrestler. Yeah. Like, and 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 trying to say that the Alpha versus Will Ospreay, the like look, that's Don trying to cover his own ass. We know the result matters. Hopefully this spells, you know, the Will getting away from Don Callis' family, I, I think that was fine when he wasn't in AEW. Now that he is here, I do not want him in the Don Callis family. Uh, everyone's losing heat in that family right now. It's it's not, okay, it's no, not it's, good. It's,
1: that group is dying so fast. That's why they that's why ejector-seeded Sammy Guevara out of it because they know he's a star and they didn't want him to get like put down back to where he was. Do you remember when Sammy Guevara had just come out of the TNT title scene and they really didn't know what to do with him and he kind of went into the dumps for a little while? And it wasn't really until the MJF four pillars feud that he felt like he was a legit star again. Like,
0: like, don't get me wrong. Powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshita, we had their tag match against Sting and Darby Allen. They're a fun tag team, but I think those are both like really incredible wrestlers. So they kind of just made up for it, but they just don't feel like a team yet. Um, Yeah, I got Will Ospreay winning and let's hope uh, something, something cool breaks off from this. That would be pretty sick. And, again, it, losing to Will Ospreay is not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It yeah, does never will hurt It's like hurt losing you.
1: to Okada. It's like, you know, like, what does it, it matter? It doesn't
0: hurt. Now, here we go. Uh, you, you knew I was dishing this one to you. Singles match for the Continental Crown Championship aw continental championship the roh world championship and the new japan strong Openweight championship if danielson loses he has to shake kingston's hand with champion you know, win or Kingston. lose that's it's not even a stipulation it's or is that what it says because yeah, that the is what it says really
1: that's weird because the way they've been booking it like the way the commentary has been talking about it, it's like win or lose he wants to shake his hand so maybe the idea is danielson won't unless he loses yeah
0: so you probably wh- still won't anyway, let's be honest. What have you thought but about this build, and, and who do you incredible got? Incredible mean, build. Best feud oh, you could have had bro. to Eddie
1: coming out of this. And if especially if Brian goes on to win this, bro, it's going to be one of the greatest crowning moments in AEW history. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Eddie's actually going to win here. I think Eddie's str- strong championship reign as Ring of Honor champion uh, before he became the Continental Crown champion uh, tells me that he is not going to be dropping this like just instantly. I don't think Eddie Kingston needs a title, but the kind of people that you could have him face because he's on that level, that people that are going to want to face him are going to be top-level talents. I don't know. I, I definitely think that there's some opportunity there. There's some matches I'd still like to see Eddie have for this championship. Um, I'd like to see Claudio get a shot at this eventually, especially after Brian loses. Hell, have him run through the whole Blackpool Combat Club if they're not going to be busy, you know? He had blood fuse with all of them, except for Will, uh, with, uh, what's it called? Uh, Wheeler Yuta. You just said you must said Will Osprey, and you know what? I give me him versus Will Osprey for that title, bro. Will can lose that match, or he can win that match. I don't care. Will will become Continental Champion, and then combine it with the AW Championship, and then just delete three championships at once. Um, I'm no so Ring of Honor you. Champion, not allowed. Ring of Honor Champion is
0: Athena. Get it? Get, get over it. Get it through your head. I'm so with you. The build has been incredible. It's Danielson taking down Eddie's icons. his legends. They, the the story that they've told for months now. Months! This has been a oh, long... Oh yeah, because this
1: goes back to before the classic. Because if yeah. Eddie was getting called a bum by Danielson back when he was feuding with Claudio. You know, like... So...
0: Eddie's I... been... Yeah. And, um... Eddie's been strong champion for well over 200 days. He's been ROH world champion for 156. He's the first ever AW Continental crown... Uh, AW Continental champion. I... I'm actually going a different pick than you. I, I got Danielson winning this. I I think inevitably, no look there's there's many people I, I I want to see the ROH World Champion on the show. I want to see, you know I, I think these titles do matter, and I gotta tell you I, I really think Brian Danielson getting some gold on his last run. I think this is the way you do it, because Brian Danielson showing up on Ring of Honor. That would be awesome. This, this also would get Danielson booked on Super Card of Honor. I think that has to play part. Supercard of Honor is going to sell. It, so isn't that much something more.
1: that they have said they wanted to book him on a Ring of Honor pay per view since they've had him there, but it just hasn't worked out? Isn't that something they've yeah. talked about? When,
0: the, when Tony Khan announced he bought Ring of Honor, it was Danielson versus Christopher Daniels. That was the match. This gets him on the show. You can continue this program. I don't think either of us are debating that. You could easily oh, continue. Yeah, if that.
1: Eddie losing this would absolutely negate or would not negate the feud. This wouldn't be like, oh, Eddie lost it. Now Eddie goes to the back. No, we don't do that anymore. People can continuously, especially if it's not even an AW Yes, the Continental Crown is technically an AEW title, but it's the Ring of Honor title as well. And New Japan also has different rules, so you know, like. You could genuinely, and this is something they probably will do at some point. I'm sure, Charlie. Especially now that I've mentioned it, they, they could contest every one of these matches under a different company's rules, and it would make complete sense given the nature of what we've understood about this championship. You know what I mean? How yeah. it works. So, like, and I
0: know, I know, I've said I want the next champion to be in New Japan, and this totally contradicts it. But I think Brian Danielson is an exception. Hey, The next
1: champion could be in New Japan, Charlie. I, I can really tell you, want someone I can in tell New who Japan. His name is. It's not Nick Nemeth. It's fucking Jack Perry.
0: Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, I'm in. I'm in.
1: Because I could see him. I don't you have to do some stuff to get there. Obviously, I don't think he's taking that off Danielson, though that would be a huge moment for his career if he did. You know what I mean? And a post-Japan Jack Perry might be the kind of Jack Perry you need to wrestle Brian Danielson. You know, like, but.
0: Count me in.
1: You know, we'll see what he does first. We'll see what he does. You know what I mean?
0: Singles match for the AEW International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Uh, I I got Roderick Strong in this by a pretty heavy margin. I'd actually be shocked if Orange Cassidy. Won. What are the They're odds? Still- Look up the odds. They're probably pretty brutal, but um, yeah. If the build's been fine, Orange has really picked it up in the past couple of weeks. But I, you know, I saw someone kind of talking about maybe why people aren't connecting with Orange right now as much as they were. And one of the common things they that one of the underlying themes I was seeing was. People are thinking he's a little overexposed right now. and
1: Oh, he hasn't been off TV for more than a little it. bit. And and he probably needs some time off. And even if he doesn't want to be off, like he maybe, I don't know what you do in the short term to like not have his stock just go down from that, though. That's the kind of the problem that I see with that, you know, like because people I mean, as, as memorable as Orange Cassidy is, people will remember him when he comes back. But it's like they just won't be thinking about him for a while, you know. And so he'll be coming back in not cold, but kind of cold, you know, like cold in the way that like when Seth Rollins came back from injuries, how he always had to kind of build himself back up, you know, even though he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like,
0: yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's Roddy all day. Are, are you? Uh, yeah, I agree. I
1: think Roddy's winning this championship. I think uh, Roddy's been on a collision course with this championship since uh since he got here, honestly. Let's be, be honest, real. the
0: Undisputed Kingdom, uh, they already feel forgotten about and I, I I don't know. It's Adam, Adam Cole's, Cole's injury
1: here. being yeah. timed as horribly as it is. And again, that's not in his control. But them deciding to like... Bro, they could have just had... I know this would be lame as hell if they did this. But they could have just had Roddy come out and say he was the leader for a little bit. And then them reveal Adam Cole when he's ready. Like, I don't know why that would have... The group would feel so much more important right now, I feel like. Would it feel less legit because it doesn't have Adam Cole in it? Probably. But like... I don't know. MJF was going to be off. The problem is MJF couldn't feud with these guys because he needed to. He needed to just straight up have a feud with them. I know he technically had been feuding with them for a while, but he just – he needed to be able to – somebody needed to be able to work these guys that had had all that stuff that they put into it, including all the stock you built up for Jay White over the course of the time on collision. And it feels like for – I think probably for a lot of people that you put all that stock, including Jay White, into that, right? And it didn't really go anywhere ultimately because yes, we have tag champions right now, and we're probably about to have an international champion. But Adam Cole and Wardlow, I don't think are winning the world title anytime soon. Adam Cole because of injury, Wardlow because I still don't think they think he's ready. You know, like so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I, <sighs> timeless Tony Storm, Deanna Prazo. This has been built up for a while, so uh, this is probably what, the what best build on the that? pay-per-view, and, uh, I, I would say I what would, we got are we get a new women's champ.
1: Um, I'll
0: I'll get to that in a second. This
1: has been the best build in the entire pay per view. I don't care what anybody tries to tell me. um
0: Week in and week out, they've it, it's it's succeeded the most. I'm more excited to see the
1: potentially see Swerve or Hangman beat Joe, or even Joe Gertan against either of those guys. I'm more excited to see the result of that, probably individually. But this is like the video package for this one's going to be insane. This. Is gonna go down probably as one of the most underrated women's feuds of all time, just because there's so much going on in AEW right now, and Mercedes is about to come in, and Okada is probably about to come in, so you have a lot of, a lot of moving parts that are gonna kind of like bury this a little bit. But this at the beginning of this year has been the best feud on AEW television. I don't know what else you could say has been better. Like what's actually been better? That's been an actual storyline that has as much depth and as much like, uh, and that's it's the been thing like
0: too so much depth.
1: And they didn't just do, oh, my friend is acting weird. I'm going to try and knock some sense into her. This, Deanna Peraza took this as like a personal attack on their friendship, especially when she did the shit to the tattoo. So it's like, you know, like, I, I think this is going to be personal. I think it's going to be mean. I think they may do some talking to each other during the match. I think, I think this is going to be a really good match. And I do actually think Deanna Peraza will win the championship here because I'm into that. I Look, think, I'm in. I think Tony storm doesn't need the championship. I say this a lot for a lot of people, but like, I think that character doesn't need the championship to still work. And maybe that's something that snaps her back into being Tony storm again. I don't know. Um, I don't think it'll be that simple though, but I'd be really interested to see who she would be with. Yeah, I don't with. think she
0: snaps back in for a long time. I, I think right, we see this right, character. Right. Right.
1: That's, hey, that would be really cool. What I think, would, what I'm, what then I would be interested in is who do you put her against next? And, uh, so that's something that they had to think about. But, um, outside of that, I mean, maybe that's how you bring Britt Baker back if she's able to come back. Like, I don't know, but like, yeah. I don't know. Bring, bring somebody in Thunder Rosa's available, right? Um, how she's not on this pay per view fucking baffles me. You know what I mean? Like, Thunder. Rosa. Came back from like multiple well, I guess the timing was probably just not ideal for putting her into storylines that were already in motion, but like shit, you know, like eh, either way. But I do I do think I I I could see Tony retaining as well, but I do think uh I think it's time. I think it just feels right. Diana Perazzo has all the hype in the world around her, like women the last chick in the AW Women's Division that had this much hype around her was Jamie Hader and they put the title on her and it worked out supremely, so
0: history does tell us that they've done that, yeah.
1: So I think I think sky's the limit, and not sky blue. But I
0: think yeah. Um. I I, I would love to see Diana win. I do think they're gonna keep it on Tony, and I, I agree with the with the sense of she never needed it. But the fact that they gave her the world title with this character, I think in their eyes, it's they're just gonna keep it there for a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, her being the best character and then having the championship on someone else. Again, that inevitably elevates the division, so maybe they do that. So, um, I but for this title reign, I, I am going to go with Timeless Tony. All right, so we got our our two, you know, we got the world heavyweight or the world championship match, and then the uh, world tag team championship, which we do know now that the tag teams will go on last. So, three way match for the AW World Championship: Samoa Joe, Hangman Adam Page, and Swerve Strickland. Defeud. I, it's been. It's been booked pretty well, you know. This is ultimately a testimony of, of where do they see Samoa Joe as the champion, right?
1: Yeah, has it worked where, out in their minds with him as champion? Do they have confidence in him holding the company up on his shoulders? Because
0: if they give it to Swerve, you can't blame him one bit, right? No. Honestly, and, if they put it back on Hangman, you couldn't blame him. No, and and if, if Joe continues to hold this title, holy shit, they really see him high because... God, dude. Yes. swerve's such a hot that, that would show right a now. lot
1: because they yeah, d- dangling swerve in front of the audience right now with how over he is at the moment it's like it's a risky move honestly like it could end up resulting in some boos for for whoever wins so you might have to like fully go heal with whoever wins this you know which if it's gonna be hangman they certainly seem to have leaned in that direction so um but i mean yeah
0: how do you God, feel about it, a heel is, Hangman
1: going into this match? It's a little surprising, right? Like,
0: I it blows my mind. I I, I did not think Hangman would ever turn heel, and then the way it they it makes too it, much sense, though. Right? Like the way the they way did that it, they it's it's too good. it. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> and I think Hangman turning heel is the reason Samoa Joe is going to retain. Now, that makes a lot of sense. He
1: loses this, control and beats the absolute crap out of Swerve. was doing his best, and this is how we fully turn Swerve babyface. Like,
0: as well as, I think there's a chance. Now, if n- executed poorly, this could be a fucking nightmare. However, I think Hangman's good enough to pull this off. I think there's a chance Samoa Joe pins Hangman... But you get a sense that Hangman let him do it just because he didn't want, he didn't Swerve, want to Swerve to be champion. And you see Hangman, like, laughing maniacally and fucking, like, like we know it just happened. Yes, Samoa Joe beat him. And it was 100% legit. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got to be seen as they didn't just hand Samoa Joe the win. I think there's a chance you do that, and it's fucking, it's perfect. Oh, I, I that think could be brilliant. You can, you Swerve just that.
1: devastated, <sighs> Hangman just absolutely losing his shit. Like, oh, that could be, uh, that could be
0: a all-time wrestling image right there. You know what I mean? Like, it could be if executed right, it could be perfect. So, but um, yeah, I got Joe retaining, and I didn't. I this is the first time I've, I've changed my tune because I really thought it was going to be Swerve, but I don't know. I just see it happening now. Uh, what do you got?
1: I got a swerve for you. I got heel hangman picking up the win.
0: Okay. You can't go wrong with heel hangman at the forefront of your company. Let's, let's I just want real. to see
1: what he would do with the championship on top as a heel. Because there's an argument, though, that you probably shouldn't do that because you just had like six months or, or however long of MJF. Probably like, what was it, like 12 months of MJF? As a. No, when did he win and it was all out, right? Or something like that. Um, yeah, MJF it was,
0: held it for over a year.
1: Oh, for over a year. You're right. He won it before Revolution. That's right. That's why he was having a match with Danielson because Danielson was like, I think his first title defense after Full Gear, maybe or something like that.
0: Yeah, I believe um, it. He held it from Full Gear to to World's End. So phew, it was what yeah. an
1: absolute legend. But um, I but maybe so maybe you don't go that way. But I mean, I would love to be able to say Swerve here, but I just I feels like I feel like the same way as you. In the last few weeks, it felt like it shifted away from it being Swerve. I
0: yeah. No, it has. It really has.
1: And that's not and against think, anything that the Swerve's done. He's been doing everything great. It's just I think no, no. no. I, I
0: still got Swerve and Osprey main eventing all in this year. To me, that's still it's still happening. Would I would awesome. h- How do we get there? You know, yeah. I think we got some time. Look, we we're adding AW Dynasty. Hey,
1: if one way you could run it back, because we technically got the match right. So if you wanted to run a fourth, would it be the fourth or the third? Fourth or third? Hangman swerve match for the title and have swerve beat him there while he's a heel and then he goes on to face Will Ospreay. I mean, there's something there, especially if Will Ospreay's still yeah. a heel from being in the Don Callis family. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of there's options, options.
0: There. We got options. All right, main event time tornado tag team match for the AW World Tag Team Championship. This is the first time the AW tag team titles have made event at a pay per view. champions Sting and Darby allen versus. The AEW EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the Young Bucks. How do you feel about the build and who do you got? Are we vacating the titles? That, that's what it all comes down to. Incredible on. build.
1: One of the best, if not the best story. I already said there was already a better story, in my opinion, on AEW television right now than Steady Beyond a Prost or Tony Storm one. But if we're talking like the best story in the male division, it's this and it's not even close. Um, and I mean, actually, honestly, the stories going to the pay per you. view, being thrown the Continental Crown, and everything else—they're honestly
0: all really good
1: if you really They've think been about
0: fantastic. it. Fantastic! I think having this extra time—that's what I was saying. I think having this extra time has benefited everyone.
1: I would still want more pay per views more often, though. But um, I can't have everything I want, I guess, in wrestling. But um, but anyway, yeah. No, I think I think this is going to be a really, really good match. I think Sting is going to go out with a bang. But I think the Young Bucks are going to walk out with the AW Tag Team Championships.
0: I agree. I, I I think the Young Bucks winning the titles here makes a lot of sense, and it it it's for the best. I really don't. I look. Could they vacate them and do a tournament? Sure. And yes, the tournament will be awesome. Don't get me wrong. However. I, I think after the Ricky Starks and Big Bill title reign, that just it it didn't it didn't hit great, you know, and that that was from October to February, you know, it it just didn't hit the way we wanted it to. You you gave it to Darby Allin and Sting, so they could main event the pay per view with these titles, and look, you're gonna have these heel young bucks saying they sent out Sting, and that's gonna be constant heat. It's going to work for them as a heel, and you know. Let's let's get back to these titles. Being on FGR or the Young Bucks and and we're in a fucking prime position to do it now. I think the build's been awesome. Last last night's dynamite was really enjoyable or th- Wednesday night's dynamite was really enjoyable. I have a question how for they you, continued Charlie. this. It yeah. has
1: felt like for a while the Young Bucks have kind of just been like resented by a lot of the AEW audience that don't really like to have them as their favorites, right? because of everything that went down with cm punk and i'm not really doing a bunch they're mostly staying backstage for a while now you know mm. um for a long time it feels like really since they've been back pretty much they haven't really done much even when kenny was doing stuff you know what i mean um they That's were gonna have the true. feud with jericho and um god jericho and who was it? it was jericho and somebody weird right like
0: it was jericho and kenny
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Jericho and Kenny, that's right before Kenny got hurt, so obviously they were gonna use them more, but they had that was the most recent time I could think of them being used. You know what I mean, um, probably wasn't, but i we need them back in a position on top, like you were saying, we just need them back somewhere where it feels like their importance is used well, like you genuinely have. The four best tag team wrestlers in the world in this company right now. You know how to use FTR. Use these guys the same way. I don't know why you can't. I don't know why they wouldn't be willing.
0: No, exactly. And we're going to have fucking brilliant programs with them as champions. And it's, it's time. I'm with you. And you know what the fuck? I can't believe this is the first time these titles are main eventing a pay-per-view.
1: In their first I title defense, can't Charlie. That. Colt Cabana and Brandon Cutler. No, imagine. Yeah,
0: book it. Book it, Tony, you <laughs> coward. Imagine. That'll be it for us guys. Uh thank you for checking this out. Hope you enjoyed our predictions, our little pre show action. And um hey, if you're watching this, you know, and pay-per-view's on in a couple hours, we're all fucking excited. Uh come back tonight and we're gonna be here for the post show. So that's gonna be a good time. And yeah, guys, uh check out the weekly show, Eat Sleep Elite. We just posted a new episode a couple days ago where we uh we dove into some good stuff there. We made our New Japan Cup predictions as well. The vegans are taking over. They're, 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 right, a, I got I'm I got sorry.
1: one more thing for you that just hit me. Right, Black Club Combat Club win. They've been calling themselves the elite of the elite lately, Charlie.
0: Yeah,
1: the elite for itself are the tag team champions. They're not the elite anymore, but you know the EVPs are tag team champions. That might be a storyline you have to run.
0: Uh, oh, I mean, it'd be fucking awesome. It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh-huh, but we,
1: I God wish we had Kenny back for that though, because then
0: we could get the run back to Brian match. Uh
1: oh, anyway.
0: Good Lord, boy.
1: Book everything, thanks. Tony. Book it Book, all. Book it Kenny's all. health. Let's... Let him let him die
0: in the ring now. <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> he but yeah, would. Guys,
0: I I think the show's gonna kick ass. So thanks again and uh and thanks for sticking around. We appreciate it. Take care.